Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. A third of Irish children aged between 8 and 12 have posted videos of themselves online according to a primary school study. The research was conducted among 4,000 children between those ages. It's also revealed that 84% use at least one social media or messaging service such as Snapchat or TikTok despite minimum age restrictions while most of these apps would be 13 years of age and 93% of preteens now have some kind of phone, tablet or other smart device obviously with access to the internet with almost a third saying they have been bullied online. And these figures come from CyberSafe Kids and uh, CyberSafe. Uh, Cyber uh, let me go to Philip Arneal, who is the Head of Education at CyberSafe Kids. Good afternoon to you, Philip. Good afternoon. How are you doing? Thanks Sh- for having me on. Shocking figures, but in saying that, I think we all knew this, this was going on, and yet we all seem to allow children to do it because the argument is, if I don't let my child do it, they'll be isolated in the class because every other kid is doing it. Yeah, I mean, they are shocking in some ways, but yes, obviously we are aware of this too. And I think it's probably worth remembering that something like YouTube's only 15 or 16 years old. So, you know, a lot of us are still catching up with the online world and the purpose really of these stats and the, and releasing these each year is really just to draw awareness to what's happening yeah, absolutely. Uh, in, with ter- in terms of kids in the online world. And just as, as parents, as educators, as a society in general, just being more aware really, of the, of the dangers that come with the benefits of being online, essentially. Why do you think we allow it? I mean, if we go back to my day and possibly your day, Philip, our parents would have never allowed us to do something or, say, go to a movie that was over 15s or over 18s or whatever it is. But yet parents of today see nothing wrong with letting little Johnny play Grand Theft Auto or going on TikTok and seeing videos which would be completely inappropriate for his age or whatever. Why do you think we, we seem to ignore that now? as parents? Well, I, I don't know if it's necessarily a case of parents allowing it to happen. I think in some cases, parents may be overwhelmed with it. I think in other cases, parents may not be aware of it. And there may, of course, be many cases where parents know that their kids are on social media, but perhaps are not necessarily aware of, of, of all the dangers that are on or the kind of content that children are going to come across. So that's why part of our message really is, is this idea of educating parents. And more specifically, I suppose, uh, not allowing people to say, well, I don't really know what my kids are doing online. Because as you rightly said, in the offline world, you would tend to know where your kids are if they went out the door, if they were on their way to school, if they were coming back from the park. And so it should really be the same online. And so our message really to parents is just to get involved in your kids' online lives. In the same way that you would ask them, you know, how was your day at school? How did mm-hmm. the match go? And that kind of thing. And discussing what, what they're doing online um, and discussing their own lives is a really important part to get more involved in that. And also then it makes the kids perhaps more uh, willing to come when they get into trouble or they come across something, which inevitably they will. I mean, we've all been online. We all know that at some point, regardless of how careful you are, whatever you're looking at, things will pop up. You'll come across content that you find uncomfortable, you don't want to. And so we want kids to be sort of prepared for that. We want to develop this resilience so that if they do come across that, they know how to to respond appropriately. And certainly mm-hmm. for younger children, that response should be to tell a trusted adult, first and foremost, whether that's a teacher or a parent. And, you know, I mean, if you saw your, your 11-year-old, you know, over the shops, if you were driving by and hanging around with a load of 18-year-olds, you wouldn't have any of it. You'd be horrified. You'd have a good stern word with the 11-year-old later. But yet, you know, we let our little 11-year-olds play. And, and I was only talking about this to Ruth, my assistant producer earlier on, to say the likes of Roblox, which is a kid's game. But it's an online game where there's most likely 18 and 19 year olds playing it as well, talking to them. And um, we let them onto TikTok or Snapchat. 
which I as an adult of 57 immediately assume TikTok, Snapchat, probably for kiddies. It's not. I've looked at it. Some of the content on that you wouldn't allow a child to watch. But we seem to have a different attitude to it online. And and if we say no to the kids, because it's meant to be 13 years of age, but if we say no, they go, oh, well, Johnny and Mary and Tommy and everybody else in the class has it. If I don't have it, I'll feel different. I'll feel out of place. We almost feel obliged to let them do it, don't we? Yeah, I mean, feeling sense of belonging, identity, those things are important to children and young people growing up. So it's it's walking that line. It's finding that balance. So, you know, we know a lot of kids are on social media. So when we go into schools and we talk to the pupils, what we're saying is, you know, we're not here to sort of wag the finger at you, but it's really important to be aware of what's can happen in those platforms and more importantly just really basic stuff so you know kids will go on there they do want to be on there because their friends or, or their siblings are on there and so it's more about you know making sure that you're not compromising yourself in any way mm-hmm. so you know making sure your, your accounts are set to private understanding the difference between a, a friend a real friend and a follower online making sure that you're not sharing any kind of personal information whether that's verbally whether it's in the background of a video that you've posted or something like that and of course we're not saying it's fine for those kids to be on there but we have to also address the reality which as you can see from the report you know there is a very high percentage already on there despite I mean I'm looking at the report 61% of children say they've been contacted by a stranger in an an online game and I mentioned Roblox a few minutes ago I suppose Fortnite and all the other ones are other games as well that kids would interact with other people Um, and one in three preteens play online with people they do not know which is an annual rise of 16% uh, TikTok is by far the most popular platform for video sharing among young children with 80% of those uploading videos using this particular platform. That's young children again. I mean, have we thrown the towel in, Philip, when it comes to these private companies? And let's be clear, that's what they are, five or six private companies that run all these or, these apps. Have we thrown the towel in in relation to getting them to police it? I mean, you're meant to be 13 years of age. I, I signed up for Revolut there recently. You have to take a photograph of your passport, you know, to prove who you are and your age, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, have we taken away the responsibility completely from these private companies? No, absolutely not. Certainly CyberSafe Kids, uh, we're involved with, with a group of, of organizations such as the Children's Rights Alliance and others. And we're lobbying very hard, actually, at, at that government level because we haven't thrown in the towel uh, and we're, we're, we welcome the uh, introduction of the online safety and media regulation bill. We would say perhaps it doesn't go far enough. And so I think, uh, you know, everything uh, is, is, is happening in increments, but there's definitely more that can be done. And one of those things, I suppose, is this idea of ethical design. So like you said, you know, there has to be absolutely definite proof and there's no way that kids can uh, bypass these age restrictions. And that's certainly something that we would be calling for. In addition to that as well, what we'd like to see is an individual complaints mechanism as part of that bill. So basically individual users will be able to take complaints directly to the company. And rather than what happens now, which is often that it may eventually come down after a very frustrating experience or a long time waiting, that you know there will be a timely mechanism that that content will be flagged as dangerous or harmful. And what, uh, what about the anonymity of the whole thing as well? I mean, we've talked about this in the past when it comes to Twitter and Facebook and other social media that, you know, people using uh, anonymous accounts or troll accounts or bot accounts or whatever it happens to be. And the suggestion is that people should have to be verified to use these kind of, I suppose, a, a platform that has a huge responsibility. I mean, is there any point or in even suggesting that to these online companies? 
Well, I mean, you, uh, you can certainly suggest that whether or not they will do it. And you, you rightly identified that these are companies and they, and they are, you know, they're watching the bottom line. And so it's about generating income. So you're always going to have that battle. As we know, of course, a lot of these companies are also based in Ireland at their headquarters. So there are, are those issues too. But that's no reason to not continue uh, to campaign and not continue to lobby for those companies. Mm-hmm. You know, anonymity in generally probably will always be a part of of being online and certainly we know that a lot of children young people are interacting with strangers it may be of course a lot of those strangers are children or young people of the same age but i suppose again the message is if you don't know who you're talking to uh, that can't be a safe situation and so anything we can do whether it's at the family or the government level to to improve mm-hmm. the safety for children online that's something that we should be uh, fighting for and something that we should be striving to achieve okay two more questions for you just before you you go what practical steps can parents take to ensure that their children are safe you know, when it comes to, you know, online gaming or, you know, signing up to social media, what practical steps can they take? So practical steps would be um, definitely to talk to your kids and make sure you're involved in their online lives. Uh, do your own research. Use CyberSafe Kids, use WebWise, use Common Sense Media, use Peggy. All these sites will tell you exactly what the popular games are and what you can expect to find in different apps and different platforms. And then I think also just understand within each app there are safety settings where you can block followers, you can report harmful content, uh, you can make sure that your child's profile is not public and uh, if they are on there that you're monitoring it and nothing uh, personal is being shared and their identity is not being compromised in any harmful way. I, I remember when my own kids were young there was a great app called Club Penguin, I don't even remember that one but it was <laughs> it was extremely well run and it seemed to be very safe for children uh, the other thing as well is uh, somebody just texted as well, as well we've seen a massive rise in cyberbullying which of course you point out as well, I mean how can parents combat that which is a very common problem and schools are noting it as well when it comes to these online uh, social media, how do we how do we kind of combat the bullying aspect of it? Well, I think, you know, watching out, uh, watching, being involved in your child's online life is number one. I think secondly, then looking at for the symptoms, you know, so a lot of the symptoms of cyberbullying might be very similar to other behavioural uh, issues with kids in school where, where they're being bullied. But probably one of the real red flags would be any kind of uh, anxiety or anger or changes in mood uh, uh, around going online or indeed perhaps they previously they'd enjoyed going online and now they're reluctant to go online as well. And then I think in addition to that, it's this idea, and this is, again, at a societal level, perhaps something we need to look at, but it's the teaching of empathy. It's, it's teaching kids to understand how other people feel. And I think if you're thinking about how someone else feels, it's definitely going to make you think twice before you post online. And probably one of the, the dangers of being online, I suppose, is this disinhibition. You lose the context clues. You use the facial, to- facial expression mm-hmm. and tone. And then obviously you can't see the impact that your words and your actions are having on someone else. Yes. So really developing that empathy is another uh, great way to fight uh, the, the rise in cyberbullying as well. I think. And, and if you do notice it or if your child comes to you and says they're being bullied, I mean, how powerful now is the legislation? I know Coco's Law was brought in, of course, during the year there, and that that's helped somewhat. But is the legislation good enough to deal with bullies? I think probably at this point, perhaps not. I mean, obviously, Coco's Law has come in. It hasn't yet been tested uh, in that sense. But uh, certainly uh, at a more sort of local and personal level, uh, the the best advice that we could give to, to parents, whether your child's being the one bullied or the one indeed doing the bullying, is to obviously talk to them, try and respond as positively and supportively as you can, even though that might be difficult in the situation, and get to the root of what's going on. And then I think beyond that, uh, with the exception of sexually explicit images, it's a good idea to screenshot anything uh, and have that as evidence of what's been happening. Block and report those people on the online platforms using the facilities in, within each app. And then, of course, if it gets to a more serious level where there's a uh, severe threat of harm, 
uh, or anything like that, then probably speaking to your child's school and then uh, perhaps in addition mm-hmm. to that, the guards as well is definitely uh, something worth doing to protect everyone. I, I suppose the overall key really is awareness, being aware of your own child, being aware of their behaviour and how it may change and, and also being aware of their social media. I mean, I've always, <clears throat> just before you go, I've often wondered, was it ever, is it right to know your child's password? At what age do you kind of say, well, they're, they're entitled to some level of privacy? But I think parents should always know the password, what would be up to the age of six I suppose. I certainly, uh, certainly until, I mean, it, it probably depends a lot on the particular family and the child as well, but certainly until they're 13, if, if you are aware that they're on social media, it's much better because you need instant access to that account in case anything does go wrong. Yep. Uh, and so that's absolutely essential, but perhaps up to 16 as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, privacy issues with teenagers notwithstanding, that mightn't be the worst idea also. All right, well, listen, thank you very much indeed, Philip Arneil, who is Head of Education at Cyber Safe Kids. Uh, all right, uh, that's a great report, by the way. If you want to read it, a lot of it is online there. You can have a look at it as well. But why do we allow our children to have access to the internet? And, you know, I think we look back at this time and wonder why we didn't do more to stop young children having access to the internet. When I see a seven or an eight-year-old with a smartphone, you know, my heart starts to shudder a little bit. I'm, I'm wondering, do the parents know what they're looking at? And yeah, they're looking at YouTube, kids' YouTube which Ruth was telling me about a while ago, a lot of the stuff on that is really not appropriate for a child. Because these companies, as much as they will try to monitor everything, and they will tell you, look, we try our best to take down explicit or graphic images from whatever platform it is, they can't be on top of it all the time. Somebody puts something up, it'll take a little bit of time for their analytics to spot it and take it back down again. In the meantime, your child has already seen it. So that's too late. You know what I mean? And what I'm saying is you need to be careful. I know there are parents out there who take a very proactive approach to the internet and installing apps on their phones, etc., etc., and their children's phones particularly, so they can monitor what their children are doing. And there are parents who think that by doing that, it's an invasion of their privacy. However, you know, I believe it's not an invasion of their privacy, depending on their age. I believe under the age of 16, you have a responsibility and a duty as a parent to keep an eye on what your children are doing. And I want to ask today, I suppose, how you cope with your child wanting to be on social media. Uh, Many parents would just say it's completely irresponsible, but judging from the data I just read, 84% of you obviously believe it's okay for a child under the age of 13 to be on some some form of social media. I know it's hard for parents, as you all want to keep your children safe, but at the same time, you come under fierce pressure because other kids and all their friends are on these platforms. But I want to know what you think. And I'm going to just throw out a question. Is it irresponsible parenting to allow your child to have access to the internet? Under a certain age. 13 is the age that all of these companies have set as a guideline. Is that irresponsible parenting? If you do that without your supervision. It's okay to sit down with your child at six years of age on a PC or a laptop and they're doing projects for school or show them stuff and etc, etc. But to allow a child of 11 years of age to play a game online, even if it is Roblox to talk to complete strangers, to go on TikTok and watch videos which are clearly inappropriate. A lot of them are. Half-naked people running around or whatever it is. It's, I mean, I've watched TikTok. I've looked at some of the stuff and some of the stuff is really funny and it's great and if you're an adult, it's perfectly fine. But a lot of it is completely inappropriate. I'd be horrified to think 11-year-olds are looking at it, but I know they do. And I know parents let them. And they laugh. Parents go, (laughs) he's looking at TikTok. The number is 087-188-0008. Do we, should we be doing more to stop children under the age of 13 getting on these? And, and, and again, I'll ask the question. 
Is it irresponsible parenting to allow your child to have access to the internet under the age of 13, let's say? The number is 087-188-0008. Have we got to Johnny first, eh? Yeah. Johnny, you're on Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing, Johnny? How are you, Niall? How are things? Uh, Johnny, now you have a six-year-old and yep. most of our friends probably have phones, do they? Yeah, they do indeed, yeah. Uh, that's quite shocking, isn't it? It's just bizarre. Like, recently now I was away with people and stuff and they have kids as well and we were all kind of camping and stuff. And phones were brought out in the middle of the camp and I just couldn't believe it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's just... The way it's gone, I can't even blame kids. You look at us even at bus stops now. You know, there's nobody looking up and talking to each other anymore. Everyone's got the head Stared down. Stared the phone. The whole lot of it. We're all going to be suffering from neck injuries as we get older, by the way. <laughs> yeah. And bad, bad posture from staring you at know, phones. You know, it's just communication and everything else. Face mm. to face, I think. It's starting to become a dying, a dying practice, to be honest with you. Do you know? and, and, and don't get me wrong. You know, in the old days, we all read newspapers and read books. Nowadays, yeah. we're all looking at mobile phones, etc., etc., but when we're talking about six-year-olds or seven-year-olds, yeah, no. to see them sitting there staring yeah. into a phone... I... And the attitude completely changes as well, Niall. When mm. you go to take that phone off that child, do you know, it's like, yeah. it's like they turn into the Antichrist. Oh, I know, yeah. You and... can see it straight away immediately. So, And the problem is, is then they don't engage with the family anymore. Not at all. Not at all. Like I was even out for dinner last week, and the whole family of four sitting down at the table, and every single one of them on the phones. I just thought it bizarre. Yeah, you're right. You know, there's you're no right. conversation. There's no discussing maybe the food, the menus, or anything like this. Mm-hmm. Just all sitting down, heads down. It's I don't know. Listen, well, if definitely for my child, she won't be getting it until she's sixteen, and that's that's a fact. And but, but but Johnny, you're saying that to me now. She's six, yeah. right? And she's your little baby, your little princess, and you protect mm-hmm. her. And I know Johnny, you would do anything to protect her. Mm-hmm. But when she gets to about twelve or thirteen years of age, and she's into secondary school, and all her mates have it, you're going to be under pressure, Johnny, and you're going to cave. I do. I won't cave. I will tell you that. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> you will cave, Johnny. <laughs> I won't. There's no way. Listen, there's lots of other things. You know what I mean? If they were to go on holidays, they wanted to do this, that, and the other. But phones, for me, is a stickler. Absolutely no chance. But Coco's law and everything else, and I've just been listening to it over the years, yeah. looking at kids, hearing about child psychology reports and everything. It's just, it's not right. They're not, they're not being kids, really. Do you know what I mean? There's no need to have access to the world web. They don't I, are, you, are you telling me you're going to be the 7%? Because that's what you'll be, Johnny. Because yeah, well, 93% hoping, of preteens have some sort of phone, tablet or device. Well, you know, I'm hoping that a lot more people just have a look at it for a minute and the reports will come out in due course. Because it's, it's a relatively new thing, really. Mm-hmm. So I think reports that come out in the coming years and I hope that it comes to a stage that they won't be able to get a phone until they're a certain age. Well, I know there was a Fianna Fáil politician, I can't remember who he was, or was a Fianna Gael last year, mm. well, actually, it's the year before, because time is slipping away me here, but it was the year before, and he wants to bring in a ban on the sale of mobile phones yeah. to everybody under the age of 16. Now, yeah. I don't know how practical that would be, because parents buy them for their kids anyway, but, but it was Jim Daly, that's who it was at the time, yeah, I remember yeah. Jim. And, and I interviewed him, and, and everybody else thought he was mad, and I thought it was a great idea. Brilliant idea. Listen, I wouldn't mind giving a child a phone just a phone, like a Nokia, the old Nokia. Yeah, that you, you can know, text and call, and that's it. Text and call and look at it that way. But yeah. when you're putting on the internet, it's just a minefield. I've seen my child, I gave my child even like, a phone there when I was sitting down with her, you know, supervised, obviously. And within a couple of clicks, she was onto something totally inappropriate. Do you know? And do you, think, do you think the, the parents of the 93% of children under the age of 13 who are, have these smart devices, 
Do you think they realise that, you know, on these videos, be it on YouTube or TikTok or whatever it happens to be, mm. that there's half-naked people running around or people jumping off buildings or, or stuff that's completely inappropriate for a child? Do you believe they realise that? I don't think so, to be honest with you. Well, then they were, are we saying that 93% of parents are thick? Not that thick, no. But it's an easy option now, do you know what I mean? If the child is given out, there's the phone and it's instantly over, do you know what I mean? And... So it's, the easy, so it's the easy way out to have the little babysitter in the pocket there, yeah. a little bit. It's just in your pocket. And there you go. And it's yeah. instant. It's, it's instant. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it's just a case of... Is it, well, then, well, then, is that irresponsible parenting? I don't know if we can call it irresponsible. Maybe lazy, a little bit lazy, but I wouldn't say irresponsible. I you mean, we, we talked last week about the irresponsibility of letting children, you know, play over 18s games, video games. Yeah. And, and this is kind of the same thing. The only difference is it's real life. And when I hear people saying, ah, but he's all right, he's only playing Roblox. Yeah, and and I, I, and I probably would have said the same thing. And then Ruth is telling me all about Roblox that she, someone she knows, their kid was on Roblox one day and she happened to look at the conversation on the screen because it's yeah, an online yeah. game and they could talk to each other. Exactly, and they said, yeah. they're clearly adults. This this person was asking this young girl, a little yeah. child, about what she wears to bed yeah. and, and inappropriate questions yeah. like that. There yeah. were clearly some outfit of 50 years of age at the other side of the world, you know, signing up as a pretending to be a child. Yeah, I know, 100%. Like, I think with with the phones and stuff, It'll come to a stage that maybe you'll have a child's phone and they have certain, and it'll only be a certain website or that they can access, and they can't access anything else. Do you know what I mean? Regardless. Why? Well, 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 the technology is already there to do that, Johnny. So why haven't we done it? That's not going to suit these big companies to do that because these big companies are all about profit and influence phone. and marketing. Yeah. So they're never going to do that because it won't suit them to do it. Yeah, true enough. But you know? I think if there's a much, if there's a demand, and if there's if enough parents get together and see what's actually really happening instead of putting burying their hands in the sand or in their phones and seeing exactly what's going on. Something has to be done. It definitely I mean, look, So we just text in, this is not like my parents. My child is 12 years of age. Uh, they use TikTok all the time. TikTok is clearly for kids now. Wake up. What? Yeah, and see, now this is what you're dealing with. They do not have look at they do not look at TikTok themselves and within seconds they can get a half-naked woman walking around. But it's not, it's yeah. like, it's, you know, it's not brain surgery. Like it's, no, that's completely wrong. I'm sorry. To and say. it's not just it's not just that sort of the nudity or whatever no, it is. No, I mean, no. And, I, and I know these some of these companies like TikTok and others will make an effort to remove stuff that goes up, but they can't keep up with it. Not at and, all. And it's just the inappropriate videos as well. Yeah, you know, stuff. absolutely. Yeah, car crashes. And it's all worrying. Sort of it's, it is. It's quite worrying to be quite honest with you. You know. Mm. All right. Okay, Johnny. Listen, thanks, and I, I hope it keeps fine for you now, Johnny. You're telling me sixteen. Maybe you know I'm still on the air when your child is sixteen. You come back on and tell us I'll how you get on. on. I'll come back on. I'll come back on and see you <laughs> See you, Johnny. All right. Good luck to you. Uh, the number is oh eight seven one double eight triple zero eight. The question I'm asking is: Is it irresponsible parenting to allow your child to have access to the internet, i.e., a smart device? under the age of 13. Let me know what you think. I've got a very interesting email here just while we're talking about this. Hi now, my 12-year-old is being isolated as I don't have video games at home. His friends have said to him, sure, what would you know? You don't have an Xbox. I have three boys and two girls. My 12-year-old is the youngest. It's been tough, but we've held firm and held a firm stance uh, to it, but recently going to a company for help with alienation at school. They told us that the unkind truth of the matter is, regardless of our old school rules and hopes for our kids, children communicate via online now, and there's no going back from this. She said she hated to hear herself say these words, but it's the truth. She said we need to get talk together and uh, set strict rules for using a machine such as an Xbox, but we've unfortunately given in or our, our run, our run the risk of 
of isolating continue or isolation continuing. She also said parents of children with devices don't want to hear that their child is ignoring another child because uh, they don't have the video games. She said the parents are refusing to see they've allowed the ball to drop saying that games were vital in lockdown. But for what reason? To allow parents to work and allow the kids to get more sucked into these games? Who wins here and who loses out? My kids are huge sports fans, outdoors in all weathers, and now I feel like I'm the odd parent out as I don't necessarily have the coolness that these new era parents have. Uh, we pay an astronomical amount to keep our kids involved in all sporting sporting activities uh, that they love. They have said to me that they don't mind not having the video games and they're happy to play together or play out together or with their pals whenever they want to peel themselves away from their computers. They also said that their friends continuously say they're not uh, well, so the parents allow them to sit and play games. Easy life for everyone that way. I can't, I, I can't take a call as I'm busy working with online calls. Um, but I'd love to you to express this online. I feel like I'm the odd one out. Tracy, you're an Ireland's classic kid. How are you doing, Tracy? I'm fine now, yourself? That's the way parents feel. If they're the odd one out. If they don't let their kids have a device, if they don't let their kids have a PlayStation or an Xbox, they feel they're the odd one out, Tracy. Yeah, um, we were in the same boat as ourself. Um, we were reluctant to bring devices in until they were much older. Um, as I said to Ruth on the line there earlier on, our son only got a mobile phone last year um, when he was 12. Okay. Um, we, and then there's strict rules around the mobile phone as well. Um, in regards to that I have the family link app on my phone that links in with his phone Okay. so if he wants to download an app he has to send a request to my phone and I either say yes or no Okay. If what's, what's that called for the parents it's listening? It's called family link my son is going to tell me I'm the meanest mother most horrible sending this to all of the parents <laughs> No that's a great idea and it's a wonderful oh, it sounds like a wonderful app I wasn't aware of it but it sounds like a wonderful is that yeah. iPhone or Android? It's Android okay. family link but they do have one similar for iPhone as well. Okay, so, so basically what happens is your child sees an app he likes in the app store, it's free, yeah. it's a game or something, and then yeah. he presses a button and he's not allowed to download it until you get a notification to saying he's downloaded and you give the okay. Yes. Good, he good can't idea. download until I give the okay. You're a great with mother, that, not the worst he, mother. <laughs> oh, I don't know, he, he thinks I'm awful. But with that as well, he doesn't have Facebook, he doesn't have any social media accounts. He has got WhatsApp, but we only negotiated WhatsApp recently. Okay. Um, because, again, with that, photos can be sent back and forth, and we had to make sure that he was aware that once you send a photo, no matter whether it's through WhatsApp, Viber, or whatever, it's out there. It never comes back. Yeah. So until we were 100% sure that he was fully aware of this, we kept back from WhatsApp um, and just allowed him normal text messages. Um, with regards to his PlayStation, we monitored the chat on that as well through my, an app on my husband's phone. It's the PlayStation app. Okay. Um, he's only allowed two hours on a Friday and two hours on a Saturday evening um, during school term. Okay. During um, non-school term times, we do allow him a little bit more time. Yeah, during the summer or whatever, the course yeah. Of the week, but it still wouldn't amount to more than kind of five or six hours in a week. Okay. Um, we're, we, we are very much aware of everything that they're doing online. Even my daughter, she's 11. She has a switch. So she gains her time if she does her chores and her homework. She can have an hour's time during the week and that's it. Um, but like that, we will go in and we'll say, who are you talking to on on her game? And she'll say, a girl from school. And okay. And just randomly, it doesn't happen all the time. I'll pick up the headset and say, hi, how are you? And make sure it's the person that she's meant to be talking to. Okay. 
So we, we is, is it not even, and, and Tracy, by the way, you said like you're doing a wonderful job. You're very diligent in the way you're dealing with it. And I have to say compliments yeah. to you and the, the amount of gaming time that you're giving them. But even in saying that, yeah. is it not a bit of a failing in parents, not a failing in you directly, so don't, please yeah. don't take it wrong, <laughs> that, that we're talking, we're 11-year-olds talk to people online. Yes, we, we, I don't like it. I don't like that. I prefer when she plays the games that are just, you know, the games there and, yeah. and you know, like the Just Dance and, and stuff like that. But this one game, it's, it's, it's a way, because she doesn't have a mobile phone and she will not have a mobile phone until she makes her confirmation. Yeah. That's not happening. She's another two years for that. Um, and that's the real in air house that we've implemented. Um, but she does want to talk to her friends after school hours sometimes. So mm-hmm. through this one game, she's not allowed to play Roblox. Roblox is banned in air house. We, we don't allow it. I, I, do you know she what? Does. I didn't know about the Roblox situation. Yeah. Ruth told me earlier on because I happened yeah. to mention Roblox because my kids used to play that when they were younger. And she was saying, do you realise the sort of stuff they're talking about in Roblox? And I, and I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, and then that's it. So that she does play Fortnite. It's the one game I'm still not 100% happy about it. But as I said, I do drop in every now and again, randomly check. And each and every single time, she's only ever been on with her friends who she says is on. And, and that's it. Um, but I think because she's on her toes and she knows that mommy can just drop in at any stage and say, who are you on to? And pick up the headset. So what happens when she goes to secondary school now? Okay, so she's, she a, she's 11 school, now. Same. So off to secondary school she goes yeah. and the other kids in the class are playing Fortnite. The other kids in the class have Xboxes and Playstations and yeah. play for longer. The other kids in the class are looking at TikTok and they're sharing videos on WhatsApp and they're going, oh, you're not on TikTok, you're not one of the cool kids. What happens then? And she comes home crying to you, Tracy. I've already got her coming home crying to me. Oh, my friends have phones. My friends do this. My friends do that. And I said, okay, if your friends jump off a cliff, are you going to go with them? What my mother used to say to me, and I thought, I'm never going to say that to my kids. I'm saying it to them now. I'm your parent. I'm the one who's looking out for your safety. I'm making sure you're kept safe. So regardless of what your friends are doing or what you think your friends are doing, and this was a big thing because one of our friends in the estate was over during the summer holidays and they were playing together and she said, oh, my mum does the same as your mum. But she was under the impression that her friends all had complete freedom with their devices. Mm-hmm. And they don't. Yeah. So sometimes it's a kid saying to other kids, oh, yeah, no, I can do this and I can... And trying to force the issues. Kids are very smart. They push boundaries. That's their job. They push boundaries. And I'm aware of that. And they as they get older, the boundaries stretch, by the way. You know, they the, do. Yeah. We do. I like that. We're in negotiations for to give my son a little bit more freedom in regards to what he has on his device time. So I've told him if his behaviour... How old is he again, the son? He's 13. 13, okay. Yeah. So, so he can legally go on social media, you know, from this year if he's 13. Well, he could if I legally, to download yeah. the app, but yeah. I'm not going to allow him to download that until he shows me that he's ready for that. And that's you a good know, way of doing it, isn't it? And um, you can see they're responsible for you believe they're mature yeah. enough. Yeah, well, like, I mean, at the moment, we're getting a lot of the teenage kickback and the, mm, you're stupid. You're ruining me life. <laughs> and all this. Yeah. And I told him, okay, well, when you show me that you're better behaved and more respectful towards us, we will give you an extra error on your phone at the weekends, Friday and Saturday. Well, we- well stay, just stay there for a second because, Thomas, are you there, Thomas? Hi, you know, how things You're on Ireland's Classic. I'm listening to Tracy. And, you know, I know a lot of people are sitting at home going, oh, Tracy thinks she's the perfect mother. But well, I have I'm to say, actually, she's doing a wonderful job. Oh, absolutely. She's, 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 look, I, I don't want to kid myself, but I listened to that, that lady speak there 
and she's you know it's 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 she she sounds like a great parent. I mean that by the child in the morning, that's exactly what I'd be doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. I wouldn't be. They, would, they certainly wouldn't be getting a, a mobile phone. I, I know you probably didn't think I'm just saying that, but till at least six, till they're sixteen anyway. Yeah. And, but uh, a smartphone, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, a smartphone. Just a, a, a smartphone because uh, you know I think they look at your parent is a parent. They have to. I mean, you you made a, you made a, a comment there about you know you know what you know. Can't, well, sorry, can't, I'm a bit confused. Um, but look at. I, yeah, I think I think what I mentioned earlier on, if you were driving down the road and seeing your 11-year-old standing around with a load of 18-year-olds, you'd have a word with them. You certainly wouldn't allow it. But yet we seem to allow it online. Yeah, look, at the end of the day, look, at, we, we, we can't be worrying about what other people think, other parents or other, you know, what will the other parents think. At the end of the day, look, at, each parent has to take responsibility for their kids. And for their own children, yeah. For their own children. And if you have little Johnny and Mary come home and complain, so, so be it. Look, at they, when they grow up, they'll appreciate it. And you're, you're also saying that the social media companies, and there's probably Absolutely. five of these big private companies, need to take more responsibility. They do, and, and the bottom they line won't. is, if you're, if you're a private business, business man and you, and you have your business, you have to, there's, there's protocols and procedures in place. I would completely them. agree with you, but they're not so, being held to account, Thomas. You know that, as, and I know that's that. The problem, that's, that's, that's it's the problem, man. It's all about profits. It's all about profits, and look at... They uh, don't care what your kid sees. They don't care. They no. Don't, as, as long as they're selling... Selling whatever it is they're selling, you know, advertising. And, and, and you know what? I agree with you because I don't get it. I mean, if you went into a kid's shop like Smith's or like McDonald's, a place where it would be appropriate for children, and somebody put a big nude poster of a woman on the wall, they'd be, they'd be closed down. They'd be all over social media. People would be giving out about them. But yet these companies market their devices and their exactly. apps towards children exactly. and there's the most inappropriate stuff on it. Well, you and they get away with it. You hit the nail on the head there, Nolly. It, it could be any establishment. You could walk into any place. And you could see something in, and they'd, they'd be, they'd, they'd be shut down in the morning. Absolutely, that's the problem. They have too much. Look, these are billion-dollar companies at the end of the day, and they have, they have too much clout at the end of the day. And they're, they're maybe, they're, maybe that's they're, the problem. They're, they're too powerful. Their own rules. They're setting their own rules, and that's, that's mm. a big part of the problem. But but go back to the parents. Ultimately, it has to go back to the parents uh, taking control as well. You, know, I, I see them. I, I see these the nephews there, and they're. The, the, the quickest thing is oh, throw throw something in front of their face, and instead of bring them outside. And, but that you know, that you're right. That is the problem, Thomas. And I'm sorry, Tracy. I'm sure you would agree with that. A lot of parents, not you, Tracy, obviously, because you only allow a certain amount of online time and a certain amount of gaming time. Use these devices and use the Playstations and the Xbox. Ah, oh, Scranton. He's up there in his room. It gives me a bit of peace. No, I don't like him in the room um, for too long. Um, I don't mind. He actually has an interest in Lego um, and doing Lego stop motion. Yeah, um, and he spends a lot of time with that, and he reads a lot, and my daughter reads a lot. Oh, I love buying and books that's for children. That that's a great idea. Encouraged mm. from day one, Santa and the Easter Bunny brings books for my kids every year, yeah. and that's that's something that they've always been. Even the little one, three years of age, loves books, and we bring in her book every night before she goes to bed. We've encouraged that in our children with the hopes of that you know that would be an interest for them as they got older because it makes school easier, it makes studying easier for them if they have an interest in reading. Mm-hmm. I, c- I couldn't agree with you more. Tracy, just have to go into a break, but listen, I have to say you're doing a wonderful job. Effective begrudges. Uh, the number is 87 8 If more parents were proactive, like Tracy, around technology and children, 
I don't think we'd have half the problems we have in society. Very pleased to see, by the way, that Gary eventually went out with his mother out to Harry Curry there in Swords and Airside and they have Niall Boyle and mine on the speakers. Uh, Gary, I didn't say hello to you, but just say hello to your mother, Lily. You're a lovely woman, Lily. Don't mind that fella. Uh, Christian, you're an Ireland's classic kid. How you doing, Christian? Hi, hi Niall. How are you doing? Now, you're 23. Your parents bought you a computer at five years of age. You sound like my son, by the way. He's 25. I bought him a, cu- a computer when he was very young and now he works in computers too. You did well out of it. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I'm thankful to to my parents who thought, look, they were kind of looking ahead. They were thinking, oh, we get this young fella a computer. Maybe he'll uh, make something of himself, of himself, you know, in the future. Mm, yeah. Um, so I'm just, I was just listening to uh, Tracy um, chatting about uh, limiting the use of mobile phones and all that, and I feel like. I just feel like it's it might be a bit of a disadvantage to the kids, and obviously she sounds like she really you know she cares about um, her kids and their 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 uh, their safety online, but also limiting the use of technology so much, in my opinion, might give. Them yeah, but what were you doing on your computer at say ten years of age? You probably weren't playing games. You were probably kind of doing a bit of coding and stuff like that. Were you? I don't know. Uh, I know there was a bit of everything. I used to uh, get uh, magazines with with CDs, with games as well. So I had the old FIFA games and all that. What do you uh, What do you do now, Christian? What are you doing for a living? I'm an automation engineer. Okay, all right. My my son is a software engineer. So okay, well, he does. Um, I don't know apps for. He works for yeah. a big company. But so again, it was a benefit for him to have a computer. But when he was on the computer, he was doing constructive stuff. He wasn't just playing games. So this is the point that Tracy was making. It's just stuff that's not appropriate for children. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I see the point, but also I've, I've had friends when I was in secondary school, even end of primary school, when we started using technologies, interactive boards and all that, where um, they were going home and they, they were coming back from home to school then the next day and they couldn't figure something out. The parents couldn't figure something out because they haven't really used the computer or... Mm-hmm. Uh, they were having trouble accessing the, 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 the proper materials. And, you know, I even had friends who only had internet when they were 17 or 18. Their parents only allowed them to get a phone when they were um, late teens as well. And, you know, they had trouble in university trying to, um, because, you know, when you're in the university, especially now with the pandemic, everything online, uh, people actually had big issues um accessing all the stuff. I mean, I, 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 no, I do understand what you're saying, that you want your child to be tech savvy. There's no doubt about that because yeah. that's the future and I get that. But you still have to have a responsibility. When a child is 11, I mean, when, when we see that the, the statistics here that 97% or 93% of 11-year-olds are in and around that age, under the age of 13, certainly, anyway, you know, have a phone, a tablet or another smart device connected to the internet. Do you not think that's concerning? Well, it's it's all about it's all about the parents as well, isn't it? Like if if you they have a tablet and they have um, YouTube Kids on it, or if they have have you looked uh, at YouTube Kids? Hmm? Have you looked at YouTube Kids? Um, I know my brother, twelve years of age, he's on YouTube Kids, and I know he's been complaining about it. Yeah, the stuff on it that you wouldn't that that an adult will find inappropriate. because it it manages to get on it. Now, don't get me wrong; they are quite active in taking stuff back down again. But mm. stuff goes up on it. It's just not appropriate. Well, do you think it's been... It, I think in, it, it comes back to... Um, uh, like, back in the day, I know I've read books. Uh, I think it was when 
uh, people used to complain about um, now hundreds of years ago that children have access to books and uh, on an inappropriate material and that's making them aggressive. And then it was, oh, the, you know, Metallica and all that is making kids aggressive. Oh, yeah, I know. Sure, in my day, was people used to say the Beatles. The Beatles were making... <laughs> and Elvis Presley was making women and men, you know, gloat over him because he, he was gyrating his hips. And I know, I, I know, there's always got to be something that we will give out about as parents. I get that, I get that. And, uh, you know, I'm not the one to talk now. I'm a 23. Uh, myself and my partner, we're not, definitely not thinking of having kids yet. So, um, I know people, Tracy and everyone who was before me, they have more experience with it. But I just think that from my own perspective, from my own point of view, the way I grew up, I maybe, 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 it, maybe there wasn't as much inappropriate material on the Internet when I was younger. That, that, that could be it, too. Yeah, it, it, it is getting worse. But Christian, I do take your point. I'm sorry I'm running out of time, but I do take your point. And well done to you, by the way, for doing well. And I get the point that it's important that our kids, kids, children as well are tech savvy. So there's, there has to be some sort of balance there. You don't want them going into school and college and you being completely stupid when it comes to technology. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits.